Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Before we get to the super jolly topic of dead dads, I've got a little ad for you here. Jake Hurwitz and Amir Blumenfeld are back. In their first show since Jake and Amir on College Humor, the guys tackled dating in 2016 with their new Vimeo original series, Lonely and Horny. Can only imagine that's based off of Amir's real life. This show is more ambitious than anything they've done. It's 10 episodes, all available on Vimeo On Demand. It only costs $15 for the whole season. That's a, about 100 minutes of content for 15 bucks. You can check out the first first one for free on College Humor's YouTube page. And if you like what you see and want to buy the whole series, they gave us a coupon code HEADGUM for 15% off, which only works this week. I'm stoked for these guys. These guys are doing a real comedy series as opposed to their normal bullshit advice podcast thing where they're sort of funny. This is like a real attempt at comedy and it succeeds. Full disclosure, I am in an episode playing the role I was born to play a weird pizza delivery guy that has to deal with Amir. Guys, check out the show. If you're a fan of HeadGum, I'm assuming you probably know who Jake and Amir are. The guys are funny, and this show is funny too. So check it out at vimeo.com slash lonelyandhorny. And if you order the series, remember to use HeadGum for 15% off. The coupon code is HeadGum. So it's vimeo.com slash lonelyandhorny. Coupon code HeadGum for 15% off. Hey guys, also while I have you here, uh, T-shirt store is up. The High and Mighty T-shirts are for sale. There will be a link to the store in the show notes. Check it out. All right, now time to get serious about dead dads. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, John Gabris, your host, your boy, the number one fuck boy. The number one fuck boy. Number one fuck boy. Fuck boy. <laughs> I don't usually record with headphones on, I'm realizing now. Oh, I now you that. hear how you sound when you say that? Wow, what a, what a tough realization for you. <laughs> that person speaking is my guest, Eddie Griffin from the show. <laughs> From Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. White Eddie Griffin. Let's just White be- Eddie Griffin. This is my best friend, comedian, uh, comedy partner, 
uh, writing partner. Writing is in quotes as we don't do it all too much <laughs> anymore, or any yeah. work for that matter. Yeah, <laughs> as opposed to our painting careers, <laughs> yes, that we are still taken up. Justin Tyler. Justin Tyler, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here. And us being me and the engineer who I believe is named Raleigh. Cool. Yes. I've never seen the fuckboy costume. It's great. I can't, uh, <laughs> all the way head to toe. Yeah, you know how hard it is to get flesh-colored suspenders yeah. like this? <laughs> yeah, I know. There was actual flesh. Don't say flesh-colored when flesh they're made suspenders. of flesh. Uh, so before we get into talking about what we're going to talk about today, and I like I always use this moment to tease the topic as if Ooh. they didn't click the link as to what yeah. it is. <laughs> so Justin and I will be talking about the number one comedy topic, Dead Dads. A huge classic <laughs> vaudeville bit. <laughs> But uh, before we get into talking about our dead dads, by the way, if anyone, if you're a longtime listener of High and Mighty, you know secretly I've been talking about my dead dad for 40 episode. episodes. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. This is the breakdown episode. <laughs> this, is the, this is the origin story as to how I have dad issues. We'll get into that. But first, as always, we're going to read some reviews of High and Mighty. So give me five stars and roast me in the comments and I will read them. Live <laughs> on my podcast, <laughs> live on WNBC News at 11. All right, so here we go. This is from ASAP Novelty. John, I'd say you, you're washed up, but I don't think you shower often. Unlike your guests who I imagine shower for hours following the taping. I like to imagine that Kim Jong-un plays audio of you eating Taco Bell during intermissions of his Keeping Up with the Kardashians viewing parties. So stoked on all your success. I've been supporting for years. Unfortunately, for most of those years, I was mistakenly giving money to Mike Mitchell's Kickstarter. My bad. Five stars. <laughs> These have gotten so epic. It used to be just like, fuck you, fat. <laughs> and now it's just like, here's the thing. A long journey begins in... Some of them are either, like you're saying, like super long-ass stories that aren't that good, like that one. Sorry, ASAP Novelty. Not a great one. But some of them are so cutting that they I have know. to be written by like a high school guidance counselor of mine. Yeah, exactly. Someone that knows you <laughs> yeah. so well, they hit you in the sweetest and the, yeah, spot. And they're like, I saw this kid's dick in Belmore Merrick Central High School District swim meet in 2009. Yeah. Two and it was 2002. I would have been in college then. I'm so don't fucking be, don't old. Don't talk about that, dude. I'm older than you. <laughs> God, I know. Don't, trust me, I know. <laughs> That's the real issue we're talking I, about. Justin's ripped a clump of gray pubes out at that moment to yeah. prove <laughs> I'm not that old. <laughs> All right. Here's another one from Kyle Sweezy, 1987. Don Gabrus brings on his comedic friends as a ruse to get their pity, love, and acceptance for his reckless and sad life. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. The best are the casually mean ones, where it's just like, ah, I took a second to <laughs> shit on you. I know. Honestly, I thought this would be like a funny way to get five stars, but instead it's like not worth I should not read it, at least. You just wake right? up in a cold. You should have someone else read it. <laughs> someone, you know, they always say, like, don't read YouTube comments. Yeah, you, you <laughs> I'm read reading them, them out loud for yeah. other people. This is from Sayu Roscoe. Asian. <laughs> it's sometimes hard enjoying the hijinks of the very funny John Grabis, knowing that the laughs pour forth from his addictions. I'm sure he balks at the term addict, but clearly he's an alcoholic who is habitually addicted to pot and food. It is really tough sometimes hearing him talk about the future when we all know he will not be part of it. Yo, that's fucked up. <laughs> Great show. Five stars. Parentheses. Hey, John, check out the California Consortium of Addiction Programs Professionals with Law. <laughs> Yo, that's not cool. That's the most cut. That's someone trying to help you, dude. <laughs> oh, this is the worst kind. Someone just straight up called me an addict. 
Uh, it was like, please reach out to these people. <laughs> I know. Look, look for help. They said I would balk at the term addict. I'm pretty openly an addict. Yeah. 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 In a, I just, across a wide range of. I just haven't gotten addicted to anything that has a, a stigma attached to it yet. Yeah. Well, alcohol and pot and food, I think, are three things you could be truly addicted to, and none of your friends think you need to help with that. Yeah, and a lot of friendships are based on that. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I was like looking. I was like, <laughs> you're looking in my eyes, my dead eyes. <laughs> I would, I would it's try true. to say something to you, but you just gas the bottle of Crystal Palace vodka. <laughs> Sorry, got an audition in a half hour. <laughs> got to get up to get down. <laughs> I'm in character. It's a it's a Mitsubishi commercial. <laughs> Got to show up fucking gas to the dome. This a review is from Drewtastic fifty seven, and it just says very punchable face. <laughs> no, oh, not bad. John Garbus, bad show, <laughs> five stars. <laughs> Garbus, I love that. People think that that's that's a good bit that's come come to life was miss <laughs> yeah <laughs> misnomers misnomers. Um, all right, hold on. Some people just write five stars, fuck you. I don't need to read all those. All of those. <laughs> There's a lot. Uh, all right, this is from Saint Nickname. Pete Holmes has really let himself go. <laughs> wow, double. That's double like ding. that's a dig on me and Pete Holmes, who hopefully will someday be a guest on this podcast if he remembers my name. <laughs> Ooh. I'm not fat. This is from Bren from Athens. I'm not fat, but I do love Taco Bell. So John and his comedy bros are indeed worth a listen. Uh, never mind. That's not even a dig. <laughs> Just a bad review. <laughs> uh, John Gabris, this is from Waffles and Segways. John Gabris is a self-described comedy person who is weirdly, I do not describe myself as a comedy person. <laughs> comedy you. person, John Garbus. Hi, John Garbus, comedy person. <laughs> Hi, y'all owe me? I'm a comedy person. Yeah, I introduced myself to my wife's friends as a comedy person. <laughs> Who is weirdly proud of having any kind of career at all. No, I'm not. Despite producing nothing noteworthy. Uh, in full agreement. Listen to his podcast and you want to hear him talk about his interests, about which he knows so little that he struggles to fill each episode. <laughs> okay. Um, that hurt. Um, from New York Times, New Yorker Magazine film <laughs> podcast. <creator. laughs> I feel like a lot of my reviews come in a couple of categories. Uh, say my name wrong. You're disgustingly fat. Too biting. Or they make fun of me saying I'm John Gamberling. Yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah. like layers and layers of like, so I must have mentioned it briefly once on like an Earwolf podcast and these fucking, these sharks can find that blood in the water. Yeah. When is, when is someone going to really break down your personality in podcast? <laughs> when is someone going to get to the core? Underneath? When is someone going to just straight up be like, this guy thinks he's so funny, but it's a cover for uh, any way to connect with human beings. <laughs> Man, wow. that, the ultimate roast, the self-roast. All right, speaking of five stars. Speaking of inability to connect, let's talk about my father. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> that was like a primetime segue into, like, man, I wish I could figure out my issues. Let's talk about my issues. <laughs> so I wish someone would finally figure out what's up with my personality. So let's talk about my relationship with my father. My deceased father. My deceased father. Um, so... Uh, recently I saw that one of my favorite podcasts, How Did This, not How Did This Get Made, that is one of my favorite podcasts, but the other one is Don't Get Me Started. Yeah. They did a Dead Will Moms episode, yeah. which I haven't listened to yet, with uh, Will Hines, Anthony King, former guest of the podcast, and Kate Spencer, future former guest of the podcast. <laughs> cool. Um, so I, I saw that and I was like, I've been meaning to talk about dead dads, but no one really wants to come on the podcast and talk about their dead really? father. Yeah. I feel like... Well, I was saving it for you, for starters, because we, 
we could talk about any number of topics between the two of us. We could have yeah. done comic books, Joe versus the volcano. <laughs> Joe versus the volcano. <laughs> uh, line for line uh, recreation. <laughs> we could do a stage reading of Joe versus the volcano. We could do comic books. There's a bunch of stuff. But I figured Dead Dads is pretty big in both of our lives. Well, it's something we talk about a lot and shout <laughs> drunkenly at each other and our other friends who, with or without deceased... Yeah, we kind of put it on. We put it on a lot of other people for the fun <laughs> yeah, of it. Yeah, I know. Which most people, let me just tell you, find deeply unsettling. Oh yeah, both you, for themselves and us. You mean let's cheers to our dead dads <laughs> and get out of here. Your dad's still alive. Go to the other table. So what Justin is referring to is uh, the the real start of. Well, Justin's father passed away first, right? Uh, but yours was winner. Not, not, yeah. <laughs> Longer suffering. I've got clearly. I'm over it yeah. faster. Yeah. Uh, and then my dad died not too uh, short uh, long after that. But we, my bachelor party was a couple of months after my father had passed away. Was it that close? I thought. It was yeah, close. my dad died in June. I got married in October, and we went. Oh, yeah. We went to the bachelor party. It was in like August, right? Whoa, that's crazy. Because we went. Like a couple of months before my wedding, right? We went. Or did we go a full year before my wedding? It wasn't a full year, no. No, because it was October, so we were there in September. And then I got married in October, a month later. I think that's right. That, that has seems, to be. It has to be, right? <laughs> yeah. There's no other way for The it only to thing be. we could be wrong about here is my wedding day. What, which, <laughs> which you was your should birthday. know. Yeah, it's my birthday, first up. And secondly, it's not like we went a full over a year in right, advance. Right, it wasn't one year in advance. <laughs> it feels like it wasn't a month, though, right? But it I had agree, to have yeah. been. Yeah, we got back be. from Germany, and then like a month later, I was getting married. You were still hung. You were still shaking. From <laughs> I was <that>. still <laughs> vibrating. Uh, yeah, so we went to Germany, which is where my dad is quote-unquote from. We'll get into that later. But... Uh, we went to Germany with my two brothers, you, whose father was recently deceased, and Brian Sanford, who is my childhood best friend, whose dad died uh, a little longer ago than both of us. But yeah. so, so his five out of there. six people yeah. have a dead father, and with the exception of one friend, Pat. And we decide to every time we get a new leader to cheer. Which is a lot, by <laughs> which the way. Which is a lot, which is about 10 a day. And we punished poor Pat for that. <laughs> yeah. The fact that he just, his father This was one's just a to lot. the Dead Dads Club. Cheers to Dead Dad. And then whenever Pat would put his drink in, be like, we'd say, come back when your fucking father is dead. <laughs> and we called it his father and emailed him, called his father's yeah, doctor. Yeah, we, we, and trust us, it's not for lack of trying. The guy has lived through almost all of our assassination attempts. <laughs> Strong dude, man. Strong. <laughs> but it makes sense. That's just how we approach a situation like this. It's how I approach any bit of reality or drama or yeah. any element that's introduced to my life. I have to address I uh, directly especially something that's high emotion uh, like this it's the like, only thing that makes it comfortable for me yeah. is to make it call it out yeah call it out make it funny make it known make it maybe not even make it funny that's like that comes later that's something that helps me cope with it but more about just like addressing it i'm always talking about how fat i am or stuff because it's just stuff i'm like uncomfortable with <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Well, it, it's it's more powerful or better for you to call for anyone to call out the thing that is maybe on the other person's mind. Yeah, name the nothing. Yeah. Right. Well, fuck, dude. <laughs> what books have you been reading? Me, mostly just the Never Ending Story, yeah, cool. the book within the movie that that <laughs> yeah that, that Bastion wrote. reads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I the wrote the adapted? fanfic. Yeah. yeah, it's mostly a Treyu sucking off <laughs> the rock biter. <laughs> Yeah, man, the, the illustrations you have are photorealistic. I don't know. Some people have called it biologically graphic. <laughs> yeah. My, yeah. my sex drawings have been called biologically, biologically disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and that's something that you do as well. Um, yeah. As someone who, who uh, I mean, I've been with you through 
every element of your life, you're about to have a child. I'm about to become a living dad. <laughs> Fuck. But well, you know what happens to living dads? Yeah, they die. <laughs> they die. It's early. Uh, dead according dads to can't us. Die. <laughs> dead. What a dead what dad is dead? never dead may never die. <laughs> got you, got you. The Iron Islands, Iron boys. Islands. <laughs> Let's just talk about Game of Thrones for yeah. a little bit. <laughs> cool, cool. The drowned uh, dad. Um. So, and we also have a lot in common that we're the oldest of. Uh, I mean, you have four younger siblings. Uh, th- I'm three younger. You're one of four. I'm one of three. Um, well, and we should say also, it's oddly that. My name's Justin, yours is Jonathan. My younger brother's name is Jonathan, and your younger brother's name is Justin. Yeah, it's really creepy. Yeah, it's odd, yeah. And we could play the game where we just look at all the parallels in our lives that our dads were blue-collar, uh, our, all our younger siblings do like blue-collar cool things. You and I <laughs> are like this. faggy artists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I'm known around the house. Uh, <laughs> Genuinely, that's reunions. how I'm known around the house. Definitely. <laughs> And I don't even do art. Like I, yeah, I they do like think this I do art. commercial garbage comedy. <laughs> Little do they know how trashy. I wish that other comedians called me a faggy artist. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Again, it's written on your uh, fuckboy outfit. This is my fuckboy blouse. Yeah. <laughs> um, it. Uh, so we have we have we have all these things in common. And then that happens to us so close together, and they were weird. And it's the parallels of our situation are. And the things that I thought made it very difficult was we we're both living away from our families. Yeah. We're, we're both busy people. We both grieve in, I think, similar ways in which we're just like, that sucks. <laughs> and just very outwardly, which is uncomfortable for a lot of people who grieve in like a very private, very like, I don't know how to deal with this way. When we're like, deal with it, deal with it, deal with it. That's right. something I was, it was hard to be like. Are we dealing with this? Everyone's just like, no. Yeah, but also we, I don't, and I, I don't know this about you, I don't want to speak uh, on your behalf, but I don't grieve really in a traditional sad way. Yeah, I mean, it's like, very much like. It's very much like, we're this is this sucks, huh? Let's have yeah. a beer and fucking bullshit about it. About it. Let's yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Let's talk about the good stuff about dad. Let's talk about this. Let's, you know, and that's kind of how I've always been. But v- learning, being around other people that are dealing with similar situations. Oh, here, here's something. Let's talk about this. What has changed about you personally, the way you view the world, uh, how you hang out or whatever, since uh, uh, your dad died? Since uh, Tom, right? Yep. Since Tom passed away, how have, how have you changed? What are things that bother you now that didn't bother you before or vice that didn't bother you before? You know? Interesting. Yeah, well, I feel like it, it made me realize that family is harder, like keeping your family together is harder when someone, a main person dies in it. Like, that's something I never really, it always seems so easy. Like, we're just a family, and we go do things, and we right. see each other at holidays and stuff. And then when you when you lose someone that's an integral part of it, it's like, oh, fuck, we all have to, like, try hard to... Right, you can't just come home for Christmas anymore. Yeah, you yeah, have to, like, exp- oh, yeah. we've got to do this, we've got to deal with this. Everyone has to talk about things when before we just, like, were around. Right, and and a dad, and, and a parent is even more, is a more specific thing, too, because they take care of so many things. Yeah. And then especially in our families, it's like, I mean, Rox, your, your mom, we, we don't have to use names, but your mom is... My mom's name is Rox, R-O-C-K-S. <laughs> She's a female bodybuilder. Yeah. <laughs> She's actually the I'll mini boss in Double Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's the one with a whip. <laughs> she, uh, Your mom is... can take care of herself but it's yeah. but your dad did a lot of the stuff around right. the house and my mom did nothing around right. the house and yeah. my dad did everything and uh one thing i've learned since uh dad dying is how important when people have been married for 30 years how much they sort of keep each other in check oh yeah and how much 
I never really dealt with my mom unchecked or my dad unchecked for that matter. I could always go to one mom, dad's being crazy. Dad, mom's being crazy and sort of keep them in check. Now with dad gone, yeah, my mom is unfucking bright. And now you just pick up your dad's hammer and say, mom's being crazy, dad. <laughs> Speak to me. Yeah, help me. <laughs> and so now my mom is gone. She's living. She doesn't live alone. She lives with my youngest brother. But now it's just fucking everything is a huge like the roof leaks. And it's like we're crying at dinner about how do we hold this house together? Well, and like not to not to get too <laughs> weird about it, but like as the eldest of the family, there's a little bit of like taking on some of that role. Oh, 100 like, percent. Hey, the roof's leaking. And I mean, for me, when my mom's like, oh, I have this problem, I'm like, I live Five hours away. Yeah, I live uh, in California. I now. don't know. <laughs> also, I don't know what the, how to fix. A I'm like, leak. do you want me to give you a couple hundred bucks? <laughs> yeah, like that's all I could do. With I this could moment. write seven jokes about this. Is that helpful? Maybe you can use them do with a the plumber. To, yeah. You have to call. <laughs> I could do a podcast about your deceased husband. <laughs> yeah. Is this helpful, Bob? Is this helpful? <laughs> oh, you don't know how to listen to podcast. Oh, you're not supportive of it all in my career. <laughs> oh, oh, getting yeah. into getting into another separate, element of my podcast. <laughs> Separate, deeply personal <laughs> podcast. Mom issues. This is the one I, I just record and then delete. That one's just for myself. <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. I record an hour. Before we record a podcast, I record an hour of me just fucking bridge just burning <laughs> everyone in my life. Yeah. And then I delete it and go, okay, now I can have a now normal conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's the same way I feel. I'm far away. And I'm like, uh, okay. And then we both have sort of younger alpha brothers who are sort of <laughs> like... Uh, believe themselves to be men's men and are like for real there they and they and at least for my brother he lives near my mom so he can actually be like yeah. and he's fully and now he's having a kid too so he's fully become my dad when i think per, like sort of purposefully right i think he saw a power <laughs> a power vacuum and decided to step <laughs> like, in i will again game of thrones <laughs> Yo, he he, like, yeah, <laughs> he, he's like he's like ned stark has died i will rise <laughs> uh, the warden of the north <laughs> Me, Lord Costock. Yeah. <laughs> he he sort of I he sort of had to by default for me not being there. But even if I was there, I feel like he's the right, more right guy for that. Right. Because I just don't give a fuck about enough stuff. <laughs> and now we're talking about my immediate family. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> your closest people in your life. I just don't give that much of a fuck. Yeah. Uh, well, I've always just been hands off about shit too. Where I'm like, okay, whatever, <laughs> that's fine, mom and dad. Whatever yeah. decision you want to make, and you know, well, why would you weigh in? Like, right, exactly. Uh, mom, dad, I think the decisions you've made are incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> the pools and, should have a better <laughs> fence around it. Yeah. Now, what do you do? Your mom's. My mom's like, uh, maybe I should sell the house. What should I do, Jonathan? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. That's like the only times, like you know, everyone says like around the holidays is when you miss your family the most. Right. The only times I miss. That the the only times the times oh. that when my I miss my dad the most are the moments and this is so self serving so obvious in my narcissism the moments when I would he he would be able to handle the situation right. is when I'm like fuck you know it's like when we're sitting around having Christmas dinner as a matter of fact my dad was kind of a huge pain in the ass <laughs> like he was <laughs> like he was not the nicest guy to me he like was distant was uh, very strict with me until I until I like. Graduated college and moved out, and then that's when mine and my dad's relationships, like at twenty three, that's when we started having like adult conversations. Well, I feel like that's true of a lot of people. It's sort of like have to be strict until you're like, okay, I think he's got his shit together enough to be a man, right? Like my dad having a little bit younger, but that's because for me, younger you were in my a life, straight up dork though. I was a big nerd, <laughs> and they grew up in like way up in the country. 
the fact that I was good at school took them totally by surprise. The fact that you know you're from the country when you call it good at school. <laughs> well, that's it's just Justin's good at school. <laughs> that's what it was like because yeah, yeah. they were like, uh, okay, keep going. Like right. they didn't know how to. I was like a weird animal. Right, you got to like the part where you graduate high school and your whole family's looking around. It's like, so is college the now thing? Now you're going to college, right? Is that? I don't know. We don't know. Whatever. And you're that's the first when it one, was. Yeah. And he he was very hands off. Worked all the time when he wasn't working at his job. He was building stuff. Like, and we would try to help him, and, like, I would swing a hammer, miss the nail, and he'd be like, okay, uh, nope, and I would try again. He'd be like, get out of here! <laughs> Go do something else! We didn't want to help our dad at all for that reason, because he was so anal about things yeah. that he would just do shit, and he'd be like, well, how come you guys never chip in with laundry or anything? And we're like, because you just yell at us for doing it wrong, so we're just not going to do anything. Yeah. Excuse me, yeah. <laughs> uh, and now when I try to, like, build things and am, like, medium good at it or terrible, mm. I'm always like, that's that's my connection point. I want to be good at building things, but I also am not, like, I'm not good. I'm not great at it. You're you know, not great not, at it. It's not your thing you want to do. Yeah. But now you feel like, like that's a good throw. Be. Yeah, that's like a throwback. Well, my dad was like a, a grip, like a TV grip. He worked on the news. So now I should just like shake the hands of all the stage hands. Yeah, and be you like, do. Well, you do that. And though. I do do that because yeah. that's like my little tribute to him is like meet all the IATSE guys on any set since yeah. my dad was the head of his, uh, the shop steward of his local one. And you call them your dad and make them, my dad make and them and hug go, you. I go, I, I made you this and it's a <laughs> <laughs> diorama of the family <laughs> with a oh, strange thanks. grip as my dad. This <laughs> guy's like putting different photos. Photos over the father and your family. Um, and, and so I didn't even have, going backpedaling just a little bit, I didn't even have that good of a relationship with my dad. He, uh, he was so too strict to me to the point of rebellion where I went away to college and the moment I got away to college, I ruined my life and I was like, I'm never coming home. I'm never going to, like, I'm just never going to be around the house. This is every single moment I've been away from the house is better than <laughs> every moment I've had in the house. By the time I went away to college, my middle, my brothers were, like, in 10th grade and, like, 8th grade, 7th grade. And their lives, just my brothers, my dad was like, you guys want to play sports? What equipment do you, like, they, he, yeah. like, turned a corner when I graduated and was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to pay Kids attention. Are cool. <laughs> well, I think that's true. That was true of my dad as well. My youngest brother, Max, who's 12 years younger than me, he was the surprise in the family. They would, like, build, he was into Legend of Zelda, uh, and my dad would build a shield for him and all this. I was like, what? There, <laughs> a fully articulated shield? There's a big fucking long-running, like, it's not a joke. Is uh, there's a long-running complaint in my family, is that I surfed for eight years, like from like yeah. fucking twelve until I went away to college, and all I wanted was a surfboard, but they were expensive, so I was always borrowing friends, specifically friends' dads, because I was so fat, <laughs> so I had to use like our friends' dads' surfboards. <laughs> Thank you to Neil. Shout out to Neil Campbell at that moment. Uh, um, and we. Fucking, I want to surfboard so bad. Jason, my youngest brother, went surfing like one time. My dad's like, you want me to buy you a board? <laughs> and he said it in front of me. And I went, this is bullshit. And we bring, my dad, my Jason is now 28 years old. And yeah. we bring this up once a month. <laughs> <laughs> so as a, uh, as a whipping point between you two. But it's just like a thing that, that's like the, the sign. Like I was grounded every weekend like for all of high school. I had like a, a, a girlfriend and I couldn't hang out with her on the weekends because I was grounded. So we'd have to like kiss at school and then like hook up in her car and then that's, go like so cool. sit at my house for a fucking weekend to watch movies. Just dreaming of that car hookup. <laughs> Just that locker back kiss. to fingering her in her Toyota Celica. You're practicing fingering on a milk carton. Just- <laughs> 
on a milk carton. Practicing fingering a on micro- a microwave cantaloupe. <laughs> Practicing fingering. I got to perfect this. I'm never going to. It's well, never going to work out. Why don't you use a vagina model <laughs> or something? A vagina model? <laughs> no, like a model vagina. Because what are you practicing if you're just fingering a cantaloupe? You're not learning. <laughs> I don't, what, where are you getting a model vagina? Where are well, you? you Craigslist. <laughs> Long Island, yeah, baby. Paper That's Craigslist. called women, model yeah. vaginas. <laughs> Play with a cool. model vagina for a little bit. I think you just disenfranchised your one female listener. Oh, she killed herself yeah. <laughs> during the <laughs> Predator episode. <laughs> uh, during the Commando episode, we kept bringing up the one 18 year old girl in Arizona who listens to the yeah. podcast who's like, No, I know who Arnold Schwarzenegger is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I guess the, so the dad issues thing is like sort of like he. Ne- is like unresolved in a weird way, right? That's like the big, you, I didn't have that moment where you have a kid and you like, and you're obviously not going to have that moment either where you have a kid and you're like, I get look. it now, pop, grandpa, hey, look yeah. at us, you know, I'm where you were. And we have this moment of like, I never got to the age, like my dad didn't make it, our dads didn't make it to our wedding. So it's like one of yeah. those things where it's like, that's your big, like I'm a, a man now. I'm, I'm a, like yeah. you are, married. Yeah, yeah, and, and didn't have it. Yeah, yeah. So that's like those weird things where I never got to a status, a good relationship status with my dad before he passed away. Well, I think closure is the thing. Like I, and this is, now I don't know if we want to talk about the actual yeah let's do it. part because yeah, that's let's do it. super personal and fucked up. But <laughs> yeah, that's the most fucked up thing about this. But I guess let's just talk about because it. and I, our dads died in similar ways yes. from uh, cancer in of all the. Of- Mine. Yeah. Cancer of the mind. Imagine your doctor said that. I am Dr. Stephen Strange. Your father's been diagnosed with cancer of the mind. And we'll add an effect on that. A psychedelic trip effect. Thanks. Thanks Just said how I don't do any work on my podcast. (laughs) I tell the engineer when I'm leaving. All right, here's the seven cues I need for sci-fi sound effects. Uh, Yeah, so brain cancer specifically... Adds a layer of difficulty to yeah. closure. Well, let's talk right, about Right, exactly. That. So the way it happened, my dad had, it was kidney cancer that spread, and he was like, it was a long thing. He was fine, then it had to go back in, had to go back in. And so I got a call one morning in Brooklyn. It's like, you got to get up here now. And he was doing well before that. So I like call my brother who lives here. Ray rent a car. We're driving. They keep calling us like, hurry up, hurry up. And this is like before smartphones, I just had a flip phone and I was like, I need, there's traffic up ahead. I need someone to map my way around Scranton to get up to Syracuse. Right. I'm calling people. I can't get a hold of people. So this I, is not only pre-Waze. This is pre-GPS Yeah, this period. is pre, well, this is way back. <laughs> yeah. This is like 2007. Yeah. So this is like, it's funny how recent that seems. But So we're going, I call up this like sort of like friend, a guy I work with, <laughs> and I'm like, can you map me around Scranton? I know this is weird, but my dad's dying. He was like, holy, <laughs> never spoke about it ever again. <laughs> Massing around to get there, they're like, park the car, run up to the hotel room, or the hotel hospital room. and uh, My parents non-traditional with medicine. <laughs> like giving birth at your home, <laughs> die in a hotel. Uh, so he, he was still awake. He spoke to us for like 20 minutes, and it was all like business. It was like, here's what you need to do. Here's where like the deeds and, and stuff is. And he was like, I need to rest. And then he never woke up. So it leaves that you always think of dying because of movies as this like 
I'm going to finally reconcile my relationship with you. Right. Doesn't happen that way. Right, because the way you said it to you, you're like, Pop, look, I know we haven't been close. He's like, great, just keep in mind the insurance is in the cabinet in yep. the basement. And you're like, what? And then he just passes it's, it's Exactly, and that's the way it goes. Because You're like it, working up like, all right. An emotional <laughs> thing, and he's like, I just got to get this He's like, hey, theater out. fag? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dad, theater fag here. Uh, a couple quick questions, emotional in content. Uh, do you love me? <laughs> also, we know how bad it is to keep saying the F word, so we'll stop. You don't be such a fag about it. <laughs> cool. Uh, and for me, it was s- similar that I didn't get closure in that. So my dad started behaving weird and right. got lost a couple of times. And this is a man who had never got lost, ever knew the directions off the top Perhaps of Perhaps even prided himself. <laughs> prided himself on a lot of things. And then uh, he would get lost and he got stuck in his car. His car caught fire. He got on the wrong train. All this stuff. They took him in for... He had some brain shit going on. Got a big tumor removed, and then was they told him he had a. They told us he had a couple of months to live. He lived like another year, but then it deteriorated super fast, and he was having seizures. And then he was moved into like in-home hospice, which is so stressful. Which I don't look. I honestly I don't know how to say this, but I do not recommend. If you're if, if you're in a, if you're listening to my podcast for advice on what to do with your dying father, do not do do not do in home hospice. <clears throat> I can hospice only folks out there. Whenever I mean these hospice people, like my, my father, then eventually moved to a uh, Long Island hospice center, and those people are legitimate angels that work in those yeah, places. Who I are could just not imagine help that. dealing with mourning families. Not not only dealing with dying people, they deal ex- like with mourning families. Oh. These are like that's the most difficult process. But what I was saying is, just think how nice you have to be to deal with regular people. This is like a level of understanding. Right. That- just to interact with the fuck, like to work in a coffee shop, the amount of assholes you have to deal with. Yeah. Then you add a hospital. Then you add it's a hospital exclusively for people to die, die in, which is the worst. <laughs> like not a place. We're not even talking ghosts and shit at this point. I'm sure there's a high yeah. level of Let's poltergeist. Let's not even get activity. to the ghost aspect of this. I wouldn't even want to drive past that building. <laughs> yeah. Let alone be lit, in it yeah. for work. And interacting with wives and children of these dying people. These people are fucking awesome, man. There was yeah. a doctor there that brought his dog in, and the dog would like jump up into my dad's bed and like he would go to all the patients beds and play bite, with bite his arm bite, bit my dad's arm lick his wound lick his big gaping head wound <laughs> pull the staples out <laughs> it was like a dog do- doctor dog is what they called him <laughs> the dog he had a stethoscope around his neck so we trusted him we trusted him i don't know what hindsight being 2020 that dog was not a human doctor. we were grieving we were grieving great we were dog doctor try, we we're literally try everything he was a vet that's yeah, he's a, he's a vet. great dog for a dog dogs doctor can't legally be doctors they can only be vets. It's weird that humans are allowed to be vets. Yes, it fucked up. It's, it's the one thing that dogs have against us. Yeah, since my dad dying, me and I've been on a mission to eliminate any human vets. Only yeah. dogs should be vet, veterinarians. But do not do in-home hospice. You do not. There is a part of my living room of my mom's house that every time I go home was a spot where my father died. Like yeah. slowly was dying for over two week period. Anytime I and I didn't live there for that long before or after. So for me, I exclusively think of my living room as like a place, my parent, my mom's living room as where my dad was dying, which is too much. Also, it's just a lot to be around your father. Like I was home for hours on end with him. And this is where it gets real fucking gross, like changing my father's adult diaper. Like he had no control and I'm giving him baths and, and he's like barely audible. That is not anything. And and it's because my mom is a nurse. 
Right. And so my brother was, like, was going to be in there. Like, it's because my my mom knew that that would be okay. But we ended up, because we know she knew what to do and she knew how to tell us what to do. But emotionally, that's like. But exactly. We thought, how? like, just convenience-wise, we don't have to drive to some places, I think it was my mom's idea. But I had no idea what it'd be like just to be at home and be like, you're just like trying to go to sleep in the other room and your dad's like making a weird noise and you haven't oh spoken God. to him and he hasn't like made a sentence and did the last rites in the living room with the fucking priest and everything. Yeah, I'm not even religious. And I was like, that was a moment, that moment of uh, my mom's favorite priest, which is a thing I guess Italian women have. Is no, that's, a def- that's a stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's favorite priest. So this is where she goes against Italian stereotypes. Her favorite priest is an Indian man. You oh. know, like I feel like <laughs> traditionally the, Ita- the Roman Catholics are like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not having no brown guy give me the like, liturgy or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this guy, Father Valentine, comes over and reads last rites. And I am not only not religious pretty staunchly anti-religion and then seeing my mom in that moment the comfort she got from this stranger doing some strange ritual over my dad's dying body i was like okay religion is not for me but i'm not gonna be against it for other people <laughs> at that moment nice mature, mature it was mature a grown-up moment for me where i was like maybe i won't stop shitting all over catholicism st- to my mother i'll stop knocking the bible out of this priest's hand <laughs> so he could finish the last rites. i'll stop giving this uh priest wedgies going where's your god fine. now <laughs> He should have stopped me. Should have stopped me. <laughs> so that that was rather difficult. And as a matter of fact, uh, being completely honest, that was rather difficult to just talk about. Just yeah, I know, right? <laughs> On a comedy podcast, we're talking about. Well, we could say we could pretty much argue that this podcast is not comedy. Not, none of these episodes are. Yeah. <laughs> these are very self-serving episodes. I always joke, but this episode is particularly yes, self-serving. Deeply, yeah. Uh, well, it's deeply personal. I mean, yeah. Uh, so we, we kind of briefly talked about this earlier, but this is something I want to get into more was how you think you've changed. Here's yeah. one thing. Death. When I think this happens to a lot of people when their parents die. Death becomes way easier. Right. Like, I don't even have sympathy for someone. Who, uh, uh, we're in our mid-30s. I don't have sympathy for someone whose grandpa, grandma's dying. That's uh, <laughs> Do you know what no I mean? sympathy? I have sympathy. <laughs> Not no sympathy, but it's like. Try out your dad dying <laughs> yeah. later. Well, all of my grandparents are dead. My right. dad is uh, dead. I have just a mom <laughs> and an aunt and, and some people on my dad's side of the family. But, you know, that connection gets a little lost, too, when right. someone dies. Um, so I, the oldest person in my known family is my mom, who's like 21 years older than me. <laughs> yeah. Well, so it's also- kind of a weird thing though. When someone's like, my grandma's dying. I'm like, how old is she? It's like 88. And it's like, that's amazing. Let her go. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> but it, and I can't help it. It's not a good thing, but it is one of those things where it's like, that's very nice. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you that I, with that, I would say, yeah, I'm like, oh, that's, that's terrible. But I'm not like, I'm like, I know. Yeah. Like, it's also a connection, and the reason this Dead Dads Club thing comes up, it's like, that's a connection. I think for women, if their mother has passed away, and for guys, if their dad has passed away, it's like a weird connection where it's like, we can get together and be like, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Well, it's also like, you know, it's you know, the person you're sort of, you're, your whole life, you're like, I'm like you, and then they die, and you're like, fuck, who oh, am shit. I like yeah. now? <laughs> Not only that, it's like, oh, if I'm a lot like you, yeah, <laughs> that's going to happen yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> And then being the oldest means doing things when your dad dies that you didn't know you were going to have to do, like shaking the hands of every male relative of yours at the Give, funeral. Giving gave, a you speech. Gave, you gave the eulogy, right? Yeah, well, I, yeah, and that's intense. I did the eulogy at a church. That's yeah. insane. Oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, you were there. Yeah. That was... 
I mean, I didn't cry when I was giving mine for my dad, but I cried so much when you were doing. I mean, yours. it was like a month and a half yeah. after yours. Yeah, right. Um, and yeah, I I didn't think I was gonna cry until I got up there, and then holy shit, everything yeah. just seeing other people cry. I'm huge. the same way. Like I, if I'm just like up there talking, I'm like I'm fine. But when I see someone reacting, I'm like, oh no. Yeah. When I just saw like my dad's brothers and shit crying, I was like, oh, these are all grown. Like meathead dudes, like yeah. <laughs> guys who are like butchers and electricians, all crying. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I butchers, can't. a butcher's tears. A butcher's very tears. precious. <laughs> you know, you know how I feel about a butcher's, butcher's tears. tears. If it falls on a slice of mortadelle, yeah. that mortadelle <laughs> is ambrosia to the gods. <laughs> a slice of mortadelle with a butcher's tear. Oh, mm, I'll take a pound of mortadelle, uh, just lightly tiered if possible, yeah. and uh, uh, and some prosciutto with a little a little smear of uh, sniffles, just a little snot, a little bit of snot. Yeah, and can you um, have sex with your wife on top of this pastrami because I would like to infuse it with love. I know what love is. Love is a big old brick of pastrami that a butcher fucked his ex-wife on. I'm making an emotional sandwich. She's definitely divorcing him after he fucks her on the low side. Babe, fuck me on this. I got a customer. He's cool. Um, Going into being a dad. Yeah. Is this stuff stuff on your mind? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird. So my wife is right now like eight months pregnant. Like I'm on the precipice of becoming dead. And it is, uh, I haven't thought about it too much because with a baby, you don't have to do a ton of like grow up lessons. Right, you know? right, right. And that's all as far as I've thought. But yeah, going forward, we also just moved into this new place. And, and you're like have to do shit around the house. Have to like fix stuff. Like we had a leak in our radiators and I had to call a plumber and I was like, oh man, I wish yeah. I could just This fix would be it. the thing that fucking your dad would have taken you to task exactly. for for like, calling fix a plumber. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My well that was like when I moved when I first moved to the uh to Williamsburg when I first moved to the city my dad came over he's like no 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 you gotta fix this this is well, I'll put your closet in and he did all this stuff for me and then on the second place the Carroll Gardens place then you knew I moved in my dad put some shit up in there and now I'm just like without like here, here's a good example Tiff and I had to go buy my wife and I had to go get new cars our leases were up uh, living in California that's a thing we went to go get new cars and I just don't know what yeah. to do you just I bought the shiniest one? Right. I, I literally was like, I like station wagons. And like, my dad would have had like, no, 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 no. The Kelly Blue Book value on this thing is through the roof. You can't gonna, get it. You're going to lose 30% of yeah, you drive yeah, it off you, the lot. Exactly. Like the kind of shit. You got to fucking let the Chevrolet Blazer is a lemon. You know, like yeah. things that you only know from being 60 and arguing with other old white guys about at work, you know? And if you believe in ghosts, that's when I feel like the father would be the most. It's like, don't buy the car. It's not like they're the. Yeah, my dad's, my dad's not there on like you're not imagining your dad being there on the birth of your daughter like yeah. nodding approvingly. It's more like no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Three quarter turn with the soccer. Wrench. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like mad at you for something. You're gonna snap the wood. <laughs> yeah, my dad is like uh, uh, Obi Wan in the in the sky, but he's just nodding his head in disappointment, yeah. shaking his head no, like oh, come on. Yeah, he's the everyday Obi Wan. He's like, you left your fucking headlights on again. You're lucky you have roadside assistance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know how to jump yeah. a car, you fruit. <laughs> Do you know how to do? Do you know how to jump a car with jumper cables? I can jump a car. I can change a tire. Okay, you win. I, you I, win. I, well, I mean, uh, yeah. There's you. You can fuck it up for a while <laughs> right. and still win in the right. end. That's true. I could probably change a tire. You could probably not with skill or confidence. Uh, yeah, you'll die in a car accident <laughs> minutes afterward. But you can oh, change. The actual blow off <laughs> and cut my head off. Yeah. But hey. <laughs> 
<laughs> R.I.P. And what what about going home? Has that changed now? Like you still go home for the holidays? Yeah. Right? Well, it's it's also crazy when you're married too. Is that like you you're like double up the amount of shit you have to do every holiday, and there's like a weird battle for that. But then there's like going home now that it's different is weird. Well, and also I feel like this is something my father dying I realized about marriage is you when you're married for a long time my parents were married for I don't know like their whole lives uh like when you lose that person you sort of revert back to before you knew them like my mom sort of became like a 20 year old again where it's like I have to date eventually and like (laughs) what do I do with the and it's you become so codependent with your, your and then spouse. it's also you never saw your mom exactly like i've literally based like you've rarely ever you never saw your mom when she wasn't married to your father yeah. based on uh, the, the design of christianity and, and time <laughs> yeah. just general time <laughs> progressing forward rather than backward yeah uh but yeah like my mom after you know would has go, goes on dates and like has these guys that she's dating and we're all like this is so weird right and it's like that thing where you're old enough to not be like he's not dead and like storm out of the room like in any Julia Roberts movie but like it is that thing where you're like I don't even want I don't want to deal with another I I barely want to interact with my own dad well like I mean you were up at the at the lake when this one dude was up there (laughs) I've met a couple of the boyfriends yeah rocks (laughs) boyfriends you're talking about the dude who brought tank tops on hangers yeah That's one of and my I, favorite. I hope characters. he's not a listener. <laughs> I'm <laughs> assuming he has not has not have the technology to catch pods. But he did <laughs> catch pods. He brought tank tops up on hangers because that's what he wanted to wear. And, and we jump off this rock on the lake, <laughs> and we got up there. And he's like clearly scared, but he wanted to like be a man in front of us. And we're like, don't go, man. It's scary. Like we've been doing this for our whole lives. He gets up to the edge and he steps off with the smallest step. And I swear to God, I was like, he's dead. He died. He smashed his body on the because rocks. You kind and of now have I have to, to be, I'm going to be accused of murder of uh, my mother's <laughs> new boyfriend. And the, and the, the motive is there. <laughs> yeah, the motive. I'm, I'm saying like, I will go to jail because this guy <laughs> died. And I, he Barely made it in the water. Fine. He wrenched his back so bad he had to have back surgery from that because he thought he was falling on the rocks. It was insane. Wait, so he like lunged himself forward or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he, t- he saw the rocks and twisted. And you can't change your falling. Oh. <laughs> Hurt his back. Had to have sur- It was like crazy. When's the most recent time you jumped off Indian Ed? Uh, last Labor Day. You still do it every uh, summer? Every summer. I, die- I try to dive every summer. That's, see, I stopped diving. Yeah, I used to dive. Right. The last time I jumped was your wedding day, which yeah, yeah. is a pretty fucking cool. That was awesome. <laughs> that we jumped off a rain. fifty foot cliff in the rain, yeah. nearly killing ourselves Stupid. on your wedding day. Yeah, not a smart before, move. Drinking, j- jumping off a cliff before going to the ceremony. Yeah, pouring rain <laughs> in the cold lake yeah, it in was September. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was after the season. Yeah. I'm not saying it's smart, but man, I think my dad was proud of me. <laughs> my dad's proud. I dive headfirst off a cliff every summer in his honor. My like, dad died from brain cancer. Yeah. So in his honor, I sail and dive right. off the roof, off the fucking cliff into a frozen lake every year. Just to prove how he much I love it. Bobby. He, he loves it. me. Yeah, I he love loves you. <laughs> um, do you find yourself doing anything that your dad used to do but now but now it's on your mind more because he's gone well we're talking about this especially with my wife and uh, having a kid it's uh, and i'm working a lot and trying to work more because unlike mike growing up my dad worked and my mom was our mom and would keep up the house uh and my wife and i both work 
but now she can't and I feel like I'm acting like my dad where I'm like, oh, I can't, I'm working. And she's like, no, that's not how we work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, like, you have to come home. I have to go do this thing. I'm like, no, I'm the but I'm, I'm working. the dad. I'm You're working. holding a baby inside of you. Yeah. <laughs> that's your <laughs> that's turn. That's the role. And I, I found myself being like, oh, I didn't realize I really hinged into that that sort of gender breakdown of, like, family. Oh, that's so, yeah. And I was like, holy fuck, I need to not be like that. <laughs> but I, it was because of my, my parents. I, like, swung the other way. Because my dad was so strict and ran the household so much that uh, he did work full time, but my mom worked full time too. But my dad also did all the laundry, did all the cooking, did everything around the house. And I think as a reaction, I just chose never to care about any of that shit. <laughs> and Tiffany, it drives my wife absolutely fucking mad. She's like, you didn't put this away. I'm like, you didn't tell me to. She's oh, like, nice. but it's out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm what? like, oh, sorry. I just only do what you tell me to do. <laughs> Don't we don't understand the rules here? Yeah, that's and it's like a it's a direct reaction, and I get fucking bristly, and I get the hairs on my neck stand up when I'm doing something that Tiffany asked me to do, and she's like watching me, and I know I'm doing it wrong, because <laughs> that's my whole childhood was my father going, I right, go throw that in the microwave, and then as I threw it in the microwave, he'd be like, no, nope. like literally like just hit three three, it's faster than hitting three zero. It's like, well, it really doesn't matter. I well, the that's, that's saving. Such a such a small but also of time. adding three seconds to yeah. it, so it's not really saving time. Like, but it's just one of those things. <laughs> it's that, so funny, it costs you one more second to hit the zero, right? But uh, then you but, lose. So you're it's a two second fucking <laughs> differential anyway. At yeah, that point, that's like so specific OCD. I know. It was just my dad was just every shut the light off when you leave the robe. Shut it off. Did you make your bed? No, I'm going to fucking school, and I have a door that closes. Why don't you get in there and make your bed? If you didn't make your bed on a Friday, you weren't allowed to go out that weekend. It was like Ooh. all this crazy shit, and I just reacted so negatively to it. I'm gonna have kids that are gonna be like fucking nearly feral out of yeah. like spite Wild to my deceased dad. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Interesting revenge. I'll tell you what, that's gonna come back and haunt you, maybe more <laughs> than anybody else. My kids are all gonna join like fuck the Marines and shit. Just yeah. be like, we need order in our lives. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dad will let us have man. a calendar in the house. <laughs> yeah. Think about time in Dad your brain. Dad wakes me up every morning. And go guess if you have school today. <laughs> you got him in a headlock. Guess if you have school, bear. <laughs> bear Gabrus. Soon enough. <laughs> um, what else? What else can we talk about with dead dads? Is there any like important thing that comes to mind when you talk? When you talk to other people that have dead dads, there's like other guys our age who have dead and, and of course it's happening more and more as we're getting older and older getting, oh, I thought you were talking about the dad plague that's ravaging uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. America anyone with an XY and wears a fucking uh, sloppy free baseball hat that their wife got them at <laughs> Deerfield Beach they Florida target. The Walking Dad uh, is a TV series <laughs> Fear the Walking Dad Fear the Walking Dad <laughs> Talking Dad, <laughs> the worst. The show. breakdown, Talking Dad. That's what we're doing right now, by the way. <laughs> yeah, let's call this podcast Talking show. Dad. Parentheses, Dead Dad. <laughs> talking Sorry. Dead Dad. <laughs> uh, great stuff. Chris talking Dead, Talking Dad. Yeah. With Justin T and Johnny G. Yeah, we do not use last names, so you can never track. It's anonymous. Us. We're like uh, yeah. people who write into. Um, <laughs> the ethicist. What a deep cut. <laughs> cool, dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, you've been reading the I Times. I cannot huh? think of uh, like what are, what are they? Miss Marple or all? that's that's not. Uh, ask Ask Abby. Ask Dear Abby. Dear Abby. <laughs> ask Jeeves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we think that Ask Jeeves. Oh, and if you ask Jeeves a bunch of dead dad stuff, the answers are not going to make you happy. Jeeves Jeeves will just put up a picture of his deceased father, Jeeves Senior. Yeah. <laughs> And he writes, grow up, pussy, back to you. <laughs> Deal with it, you fucking pussy. <laughs> Thank you, Jeeves. Uh, Jesus. So, uh, how long does my mom have to live? <laughs> <laughs> That's terribly uh, Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say, in closing statements, the hardest part of having a dead dad is having a single mom. I think that is having an Italian Long Island widow for a mother is a, I mean, that's a stereotype for a reason. This is a, it's <laughs> a feared stereotype. <laughs> yeah. This is for real. Like, you know, everything is like, well, you know, without your father around, I don't get a chance. You know, it's always like, she sounds like a ghost. She literally says things like, yeah, I'm looking at to maybe buy a house in Florida. I'm like, why? You're, Son and daughter-in-law live in California. The rest of your family lives in New York. Why don't you, if you're going to buy a second home, buy one in California? Nice. Or just a room at your place. Yeah, or just not. Don't buy it. Why do you got to buy a house? She's like, I don't know, Jonathan. It's just, without your father here, I don't know what to do. All my friends have husbands, you know, like all this shit. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, whoops. Stepped in it. Does your mom date? No. That's the other thing. My mom hasn't dated yet. Is she, you think, well, it's been a... Fairly long. It's time. been a long time now. Yeah, it's been almost five years. You think she? You don't think she will? Because some people don't. I some. I don't even know if my. Uh, here, here's. You want to get real nitty gritty? I don't know if you do, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I you don't, don't even, have to. <laughs> I don't even think my parents had a good relationship. You know what I mean? Uh, like I, they, I never saw them happy together until <laughs> my mom got super sick and got uh, breast right. cancer and lymphoma, and my. Uh, dad took care of her for a while, and then when she finally got into remission and went back to work, my dad got sick, and it flipped the other way, and they beca- they were like taking turns being. It's like kind of. I feel like if my parents both stayed healthy, they would be divorced like anyway. <laughs> so which is a complicated terrifying thing. thought. <laughs> they just stayed together because of their illnesses and like to help each other. Like you can't really divorce someone after you brought them back through <laughs> breast cancer. Yeah, that's <laughs> a crazy statement, but that's not. There was time in the in between your parents being sick. You guys went on vacation. Right, right, right. We went there were there was some time where we were back, but it was all in like this post like my I can't believe my mom lived right, kind right. of like my mom had a new like taste for life where we were flying to uh that was like the period you knew me in this period. Yeah. I went to like the Bahamas and Aruba once a year. You've traveled more in the Caribbean than anyone I know. Yeah. I literally have like a Bahamian passport. Like I I own a small fucking, I own a small conch fritter stand in Nassau. And that funds most of your uh, your career. It's not just podcast shit. Because you guys aren't buying Mac Weldon promo code mighty. Cool, 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 cool. Nice. Yeah. But so my mom and dad were not even that loving as long as so I like when I well, I guess what I'm saying is I guess my mom doesn't need that kind of companionship because <laughs> right. she kind of like she lives a crazy life like lives a full life she's going yeah, away every yeah. away every weekend uh, she works three jobs uh, all part three different jobs uh, of various amounts she's a professor three jobs yeah she's a professor at two different schools a nurse at two different hospitals picks up days doing other stuff travels all the time goes out to dinner with a different group of friends. At, She's a surgeon general. She's a surgeon. She's a surgeon general. She uh, the movie J- uh, the Born Identity is based on her. Yeah, she assists so, <laughs> Doctor Dog in. Uh, yeah, she's Doctor Dog's assistant human. slash Walker. 
He's a so, doctor, but he can't pick up. But I don't shit. see her dating. I don't see her dating yeah. from that. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny. It'd like, be awesome if my mom came out as like a lesbian. Yeah. Now that would be so <laughs> late in life, <laughs> like <laughs> late in life lesbian. I feel like that's more believable than my mom ever getting enough. And not. And this is not some weird close-minded like. My dad's the only one that could ever fuck my mom three times. <laughs> no one th- was thinking you were thinking that. <laughs> All right, well, I just wanted to make sure. No, one no one was like, oh, he's probably thinking about his dad fucking his mom. <laughs> um, has, you, uh, has your mom had any serious guys? Yeah, she's dated a, a few different guys. She's not. I think it's sort of it's all right for a while, and then it's like, oh, he's not my uh, dead husband. He's right, not my dead husband. <laughs> which is going to happen almost And every I feel time. like it's hard, like, we're a, you know, we're up. We're around a lot. We meet these guys, and I feel like it's just hard for them to sort of get involved and uh, almost compete. Not that we're ever mean. Like, many of them are great, and we... Right, but the second that the four 30-year-old children come home to roost, and the guy's like... Oh, Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. These people talk a lot <laughs> yeah. and, and fast. Yeah, this family just, he's like, oh, I was just getting the mom to like me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And these and guys. Four of the most toughest critics yeah, I've ever had. Asshole comedian, <laughs> construction worker. Where's Kate? You know, the whole crew is there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, and so it, it's also weird, like, we're getting to the point where, like, none of us really live at home anymore. So my mom's like, I'm maybe going to sell the house. All of, the, like, that's where we grew up. All of my dad's stuff is still there. And it's like, oh, what if we l- let that go? Like, and that sort of, that to me is almost as jarring uh, now. Like, selling your childhood home is hard for people whose parents are both alive. Yeah, exactly. And I can only imagine what it's like for people whose both parents are deceased and you're selling the only memory of your child. Like, yeah. yeah. It, it's very weird. It, it is like it's. It and your dad large. built your house too, yeah, which is built a huge like other a stuff. workshop right, right there. I was up just when I was home because we're bringing some stuff down to our new place, and I was like using his tools. I was like, "Yeah, this is weird." And I'm like, "Oh, I want to keep these." I'm like, "What the fuck? I'm gonna bring a like a, a table a saw to <laughs> Brooklyn." I'm gonna thank God I'm I gonna, got this fucking circular saw yeah. down in my Brooklyn apartment. <laughs> yeah, like I'm gonna like a huge machine. I'm gonna make nothing of. Yeah, right. <laughs> it is. I feel I feel the same exact. But also, I want my mom to sell my childhood home because it's huge and she lives there nearly alone and it's like you and she's you know things are constantly going wrong or like she still has to have a landscaper luckily my mom mows the lawn it's like this huge lawn and she has no need Uh, in the country (laughs) i know just fucking get or pay a kid 20 dollars please yeah um we have we we have a landscaper because my uncle's a landscaper so it's a little bit of a cop-out but it's all that shit where i'm like joanne Get rid of this fucking house. Yeah. Move into a condo where they take care of everything for you and just live live like that. But she doesn't want to get rid of the house. Yeah. She's dragging her feet every step of the way. And she, there's a slight hoarding element to uh, what's going on in my family currently. I, I recall that, yes. Yeah, my mom is not getting rid of things. Yeah. And it's like the arguments. She, she's like, these are the things your dad used to drive the car up on when he fixed the car. It's like, throw those in the <laughs> yeah. fucking garbage. What <laughs> sentimentality do you yeah. have for those I know, I know. Uh, jacks? Yeah, and, and it's even stuff that didn't have to do with my dad. I think my mom, if I can, you know, fucking hip hip shoot a psychoanalysis here. I think my mom is just like, nothing is permanent anymore. If you yeah. something is gone, Makes it's gone from your sense. life. Yeah. In perp- so it's like, don't throw out that pen. Because that yeah. pen never comes back, you know. And it's like, eh, different priorities than a husband or a say. A, Don't let that a pen plaque. die. Yeah. <laughs> the ghost of that pen still haunts me. The ghost of the pen. Watch the pen fifteen club. Cool, dude. 
Penis. That was your dad. <laughs> your dad's biggest my, thing. My dad's huge thing. He was had a pen fifteen <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> we tricked him into getting one. Uh, yeah, cool. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah, I'm pen uh, fifteen. Justin. Thank you for coming on the podcast. It's been a deeply personal pleasure. We were going to have this conversation either over beers or over mics. Uh, yeah. So we'll have it again tomorrow night when we go out for drinks. Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely. In front of uh, all of our friends and the poor waiter who has to serve us. <laughs> hey, who's dead in your family? Hopefully the waiter's dad is dead so we can really... really I hope every waiter I ever encounter from here on out is a dead dad. So I have something to talk That's to him about. To make him, yeah. <laughs> it's the only thing I relate to people. <laughs> this will probably come out next week. So you're at Justin Tyler 11 on Twitter? No. Uh, no, that's my personal email address. <laughs> cool, <laughs> cool, dude. Uh, it's at JT Sizzle. At, uh, forgive How me. How dare you? <laughs> Sorry, I was throwing you a bone there and not have to say JT Sizzle. <laughs> uh, send me any personal emails to that. Hey, address. I didn't say that it was at Rocket Mail. <laughs> yeah. Cool. yeah. Very uh, cool. At JT Sizzle on Twitter. I'm at John Gabris, no H's. Tweet at us. Hashtag dead dad club or D- hashtag DDC. Let us know if your father's dead and what has changed in your life since that's happened. Because, yes, your parent is dead, but how does it affect you? How does it affect you? <laughs> and do you love us? Are we lovable? <laughs> Able to be loved? Do you love us? Do you think our dads would be proud of where we are yeah, now? Are we doing a good job with our lives? Do you think I could articulate to my father... Uh, the popularity of my podcast and how I'm. <laughs> yeah. Do you First think my dad understands <laughs> my dad with a podcast? Do you think well, I could. <laughs> that's the other thing is like our careers, I feel like I would have to explain so much <laughs> to. That uh, was. Here's the one thing. My parents were. Uh, just a quick. You just touched on this. My parents are so. Were so dense. My mom doesn't understand anything. My dad was just at least smart. You know, he didn't understand fully what my career was, but he was smart enough to know, like, if I was in a video that he could see was popular on YouTube, he could like know that's getting a lot of eyeballs. You know, someone right, right. sees that, someone who's a writer. You know, my dad understood the just things. You know, like my mom is my. It's so funny in hindsight how much I learned that my dad just translated life for my mother, yeah. who's just like going through life like a fucking uh, kite, following my dad around. Yeah. He's like do 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 do, and like my dad was able to, and so. Even towards the end of his life, before he got sick and he was still like, you know, with it, and I'd be like, "Yeah, actually, I'm shooting a day on this show." He's like, "Oh, that's cool, yeah." So, does that get you in the union? Uh, like, he was like, he understood that, and that was our, we were just beginning to connect. Yeah, and he was just beginning someone to a support my career, which is another big element yeah. of my life, <laughs> and uh, then that all fell by the wayside. So now it's like I can't even articulate to my mom what this is. What she says to me the other day. And so I explained to her what a pilot is. And she goes, oh, and then after that, it becomes a real show like Three's the Boss. Wow. <laughs> wow. And I was that like, is finger so... on the pulse, Joanne. That's so far off. <laughs> then it becomes a real show yeah. like Three's the, the Boss. boss. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, I remember my parents came to see our first sketch show that we did where – and I was like, oh, I hope they really like it. And looking back, and they were like, whoa. <laughs> oh, and looking back, I'm like, we're naked. We're in Speedos the whole time. There's a whole sketch about shit. Just straight up about shit. About poop we're floating. In- <laughs> There's a scene where I drink a poison milkshake, yeah, and we talk about the diarrhea I'm going to have. Yeah, no. <laughs> your, both your parents came to that. Yeah. Both of my parents came to that. Too. And I was like, good job. They were like, cool. Can we go home? <laughs> with, with just imagine being able to see their faces watching that shit. Show. It's yeah. like fucking. What's that movie? The uh, 
Final Cut or whatever, where the guy watches the porno that his daughter's yeah. in in the yeah. theater, and he's like, no. Yeah, that's <laughs> our parents are like, so our sons do comedy, huh? Let's check this cut to us yeah. uh, in a big <laughs> country. We're like Each doing day, a choreographed, choreographed dance, dance scene naked. In speedos, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we paid for his theater school for him to fuck around in a basement with his Is naked Is this what friend. I'm giving him $400 every eight weeks for at yeah. UCB? <laughs> yeah. Um, at JT Sizzle, at John Gabris, as always, rate me five stars and roast me in the comments. T-shirt store, finally up and running. I don't know the URL off the top of my head, so look for that. Sales. Uh, yeah, that's a, I'm a big sales guy. Money maker. Yeah. Big money maker. Justin, thank you so much. Let's, uh, let's go have a good cry now. Yeah. Another one. Turn the mics off. Turn the mics off. Hurry. <laughs> quick, Raleigh, hit the, the quick, the switch on the yeah. wall behind you. Ace Ventura tune, When Nature Calls. Uh, yeah. Bye, shithead. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>